Hey, I'm Kevin Kaufman. I'm joined with Fred Weaver. We are your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Podcast. Where five days a week you can get great real estate content. On Mondays, Kevin interviews a top rock star in the real estate space. Every Tuesday, we bring you industry headlines where we look back on the last seven days of news in real estate. Wednesdays and Fridays is iMinute where we talk about iBuyers in the real estate space. And Thursday, we bring you a weekly business tip. So listen to us anywhere podcasts can be listened to. You can watch most of these podcasts video form on YouTube and tune in five days a week. And make sure you connect with us on Facebook as well as visit kevinandfred.com and you can check out our referral guarantee, right Kevin? kevinandfred.com forward slash guarantee. We'd love to receive your real estate referrals here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk with you soon. NLA Live 2020 is around the corner. NLA Live 2020 will be held in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Talking Stick Resort. Is it a beautiful hotel and casino? And we have an incredible lineup of speakers that we'll be announcing here shortly. You can find out more information and get the very best deal on pricing by visiting nextlevelagents.com and clicking on our events page. We look forward to seeing you there. Again, nextlevelagents.com and click on the event page. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, or afternoon, whenever you may be listening to this. This is Kevin, and I'm excited about today's podcast. Today, uh, we have a friend of mine, Jeremy Clevin. Jeremy is a legend here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Jeremy is the co-founder and co-owner of one of the largest brokerages in the state of Arizona called My Home Group. Uh, you may have also heard of My Home Group, as they have now expanded uh, to eight additional states outside of Arizona. Um, Jeremy and his partner, Mark, are just really good guys who have built something really big. And I think it's important that as real estate agents and lenders and entrepreneurs that we listen to people who think big, who have done big things, uh, because there's always keys that we can learn from them. So I think you're going to really enjoy our wide-ranging conversation. Please excuse our Oakland Raider fandom both of us are huge Raider fans and have uh, ties to the Bay Area, so you're going to have to excuse that. Uh, but we mostly talk about business and uh, what it takes to do really big things and, as Jeremy says, take big swings. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. All right, Next Level Podcast listeners, we are back, and this time joined by my buddy and local uh, Phoenix, Phoenician, or Scottsdalean, whatever you want to call it, and more importantly, Raider fan, Jeremy Clevin. <laughs> Jeremy, how's it going, buddy? Doing good, man. Thank you for having me. I love it. Uh, dude, my pleasure. I'm glad I could finally uh, flip the script on you. I've had the chance to be on your podcast, The Daily Dose, a, a number of times, but this is the first time I've had the chance to uh, flip it around on you, so I'm excited to do this. It feels a little weird, but uh, I'm going to go with it. You know, yeah, I'm no. used to being the, uh, the interviewer and not necessarily always the interviewee, man, but uh, let's, yeah, let's mix it up. Yeah, man. So let, let's hit it. So um, obviously, you know, as you and I, the other thing you and I have in common are uh, obviously being a smarter and better looking business partner in a duo. Um, so tell me, uh, tell me about your business partner first, like, cause since he's not here to defend himself, tell me a little bit about your business partner and your overall business. And then I kind of want to go back into some of, some of the history. Um, I want people to kind of know who you are and sort of what you do in modern, you know, today, 2019, 2020. That's classic, man. The smarter, better looking, you know, better looking uh, partner of the duo. That's, that's classic. 
Uh, I would tell that to Mark if he was here right now as well. Uh, no, I'm just playing. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, Mark uh, is a great partner. You know, we talk about this a lot. And again, like you said, you know, I, I do have a podcast, a daily dose in the last couple of days, actually on our podcast, we were, we were kind of diving in on this very uh, subject, the power of a great partner, right. Of a great partnership. And uh, a lot of people, you see so many people go into business uh, with folks and it either doesn't last long or they just, they're just not in sync. Right. You know, and, um, I've been incredibly fortunate and I hope Mark can say the same in all seriousness to have a partner that's, that really shares the same principles. You know, you, you don't know when we got into, when we got into business together, I was 21, he was 20 and you don't know the type of human being that you're going to be, you know, without dating myself, you know, 19, 20 years later here, you know, uh, and, and same thing for him, right? Like, you know, we've changed, we've evolved, we've grown uh, for better, maybe for worse too. But, uh, you know, the, but the principles are the same, right? Are, are, are the foundation of, of what brought us together. Uh, you know, we started as best friends and I'd like to still think that we are best friends, but uh, what holds us together still strong, tried and true is, you know, is an amazing business and the foundation and the belief system, the principles, uh, and really uh, sharing the same vision of what we're ultimately trying, trying to achieve. And uh, I think that that's, that's, you know, been one of the things I'm, I'm super grateful for. Yeah, man, I think that's so important. And in myself, having a, a business partner like you, longstanding, uh, someone I'm close with, um, having that shared vision is, I, I think, so important. And you and I could probably do a whole podcast just on that, yeah. um, you know, on, the, on partnerships and, and whatnot and, and what it takes to make those work in the long run. But tell us a little bit about your business. So you, you guys own, you guys co-own together a uh, brokerage here in the Phoenix, not just in the Phoenix area, but started here uh, called My Home Group. Tell us a little bit about uh, my home group, and uh, I'd love for our listeners to kind of hear how you got started, man, because it's such an inspiring story. Definitely, man. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I still get a lot of people this day like, oh, man, you guys have exploded, or like, you guys are seeming like this overnight success, you know, and uh, there's all these common cliches out there about how long we've been grinding and blood, sweat, and tears, and you know, we actually started the brokerage in 2005. And we, we were with some other, you know, national brands and people, you know, folks around, uh, you know, the brokerages uh, that are, you know, around the country. And, um, you know, we always had that entrepreneurial instinct, even at a young age, and we wanted to do something, you know, of our own. And, uh, but we really just started a brokerage to have a team or really, we were a team uh, that was in the form of a brokerage, you know, and so we were, we were in production. Uh, you know, for many, many years from, from really from 12, 20, you know, 2005 to maybe 12, 13, even into 14, maybe that we were still, you know, into, into production because we had to kind of do whatever, whatever it took to, to get by. Uh, but, you know, for many years there, uh, you know, I was the, the designated broker on the real estate side. Mark was actually the mortgage broker. We had a mortgage operations, uh, a mortgage operation as well, uh, which for a while was our bigger business. You know, we knew so many agents and uh, we were doing a lot of uh, loans for, for many, many years. And, uh, you know, had a whole platform the way that all changed, you know, in the downturn, et cetera. We ended up shifting gears and getting out of the mortgage side and, and on strictly, you know, into the, into the real estate side. But, um, uh, like I said, we were just weird in production, uh, that, but we had our brokerage. It was actually in 2012 where, uh, thankfully, for some reason, we were smart enough uh, and or lucky enough maybe to have the vision and or the understanding to recognize that we were through the worst of it and uh, that, that it wasn't going to get any worse. And what would happen if we made a push and decided to try to create a platform of value and abundance and, 
education and training and being current. We've always looked at ourselves in the trenches side by side with our agents. What if we created a, pl a platform uh, and went out there and tried to grow and spent a couple bucks on a back office and some marketing materials and, and recruiting and the whole nine yards and, and trying to attract, I should say. And, and that's really what we did. And we put the pedal down in 20, 2012 uh, to try to do just that. And um, like I said, we recognize a lot of people were still a little close to the best at that time. And we're, we're I don't want to say scared, but we're just cautious, right? And uh, we just went gangbusters. And I say gangbusters. I think we brought on 37 agents, you know, the first year of 2012. And, you know, we're, we're bringing on 100 plus agents, you know, a month now. You know, so it's, uh, it's crazy how it's, how, it's, how it's grown. So All right. Hold up a second. Okay. So here we are. We're recording this November of 2020 this will probably be released sometime between now and the end of the year give me a, like what's the my home let's start with arizona like what's the what's the aging count approximately in arizona for for your brokerage my home group so uh we're about 2100 agents or so in uh in uh, phoenix metro or in the state of arizona and then about 2600 or so uh, across nine states or eight additional states Dude, first of all, that's solid. I love, I love how, you know, it definitely looks like an overnight sensation, but luckily I've yeah. known you for a few years and I, and I knew, I knew that was, yeah. that's never the case anyways. Yeah. Um, and so I love that because I know you've been grinding for a while. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this. So, cause people can go, oh man, a hundred people a month are adding and in Arizona alone, they're over 2000, 2100. Those are, those are really big kind of like gaudy numbers, but the reality is, like you said, that's, you know, seven, seven plus years now of actually focusing on that one thing of growing that platform. Um, yep. So was it 2012 when you guys finally said, Hey, you know what, this isn't just about our team and the mortgage business. Like, let's go, like, let's go grow. Let's go grow this brokerage and make this something to make this a viable business. Yeah, that was just it. You know, we wanted to, you know, create a platform where agents could run, operate and control and have the autonomy and freedom to run their own business. You know, we really wanted to change the industry. We, we always had it in our heart, you know, our head, heart and soul or whatever you might say is that, you know, to lead with abundance. Uh, the industry was good to us. I mean, obviously there was the downturn years, but ultimately all in all, uh, this industry has been, has been great to us. It's afforded us, uh, afforded us an incredible lifestyle. So, um, you know, I think just as two human beings, we have big hearts and we care about people. And, and we wanted to pay that forward. And so we wanted to create a platform that, that led with abundance, led with education and training and shortening the learning curve for agents to come in and build, you know, amazing businesses. So that's really what we set out to do is kind of switch to, you know, flip the industry on its side, so to speak, in terms of uh, leading with that value and opening up the playbook. I mean, I remember when I first got into the business in 2001, and it's like you would look around, you'd reach, you'd seek for help. Granted, there wasn't the YouTubes and there wasn't the, you know, the training platforms everywhere you look. But, you know, we'd be looking to our broker. We'd be looking to the team leader sitting across the, the room and, you know, try to reach out for help. And everybody was so close to the vest. Everyone was kind of, you know, in competition for each other. And we just kind of took the stance of like, what if we just provided everything to everyone? And right and we all, you know, one of our favorite lines around here is, you know, who wants to get it, right? It's the folks out there, you know, it's people like you, it's the people out there around the industry. They're like, hey, look, I'm going to get it, right? As long as I can have the tools and the resources and for the newer agents, the you know, a brokerage that can help shorten that learning curve for me. And then I'm going to go out and do the work and make it happen, you know? So uh, that was really what we set out to do, you know, in, in 2012. And like I said, it, uh, it started slow. People didn't know who the heck we were. Maybe they still don't know who the heck we are, right? You know, I don't think we have the full attention 
uh, of the consumers, um, even in this marketplace, this Phoenix Metro marketplace, which is obviously one of the most competitive marketplaces in the country, if not the most competitive marketplace in the country. Uh, I don't think we have the full attention of the consumers. I believe, I'd like to believe at least that we have the attention of the real estate community. I think that everyone for the most part knows, knows who we are and, and hopefully knows what we stand for or opportunities like this for people to hear, hear a little bit more about us, you know? And so anybody not sleepwalking in Arizona for sure has at least got a, <laughs> at least got a little taste of what you guys are doing, man. And it's uh, quite frankly, it's some cool stuff. So, okay. So, but those are really big numbers. I just got to go back and wrap my head around this. So 2,100 agents or so in Arizona, I think you said 2,600 or so outside of Arizona, the other, I think nine States. Um, right. Dude, I, I got to ask, like, it's, it's one thing to just grow an independent brokerage here in one state and to even let it get as big as you let it get big. Cause the 2100 is big. I mean, it's got to yeah. put you in the top five in Arizona, right? I don't even know, but it's got to put you in the top five. I think, I think three or four potentially, cause we kind of, kind of waver back and forth with another one that's, that's real close to us. Uh, but number three in production. For, yeah, for dude. Arizona. I mean, it's, you guys are enormous. Um, yeah. And so, okay. But like, when did you decide to go outside of Arizona and it seems like there's been even more of that recently. I mean, the 2,600 number to me, that, that was actually a surprise. I didn't realize it was gotten that big outside of Arizona. I knew you were doing well. Um, tell me about that expansion. When did you guys decide to do that? Why did you decide to do that? And man, what have you learned from that? Like, and, and maybe we got to slow down and cut those questions up, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you have at it. Hey, you know, that's, uh, that obviously has been a tremendous grind and when to make that decision, you know, to expand and go, to go across state lines. And, um, you know, I think that's probably a cliche to say, but, you know, we've always kind of believed in people, you know, we, we have had the principle, you know, in our, again, back to our head, heart and soul, we've had the principle that, you know, businesses don't grow themselves, you grow people, then the people grow the business, right? So we, we have adopted that or we've had that be a part of us since, since day one. And, you know, as we've gone into other marketplaces, it's really been through leaders. It's been through leadership and, and good people that, that want to be a part of, of what we're doing. So that's what's led us into the, you know, the outside, you know, eight states, you know, the, you know, the other states we're in is, is good people that, that want to take that. And, um, you know, we're just constantly trying to build and, and refine, you know, the, the back end, so to speak, right, of, of, of operations and, and continue to be more efficient and more automated and more systematic. Um, and that's an ongoing grind. I don't think we've ever, we'll never be like, okay, we're done, you know, right? Like, it, it, and it just almost, you know, it's not going to happen. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, fundamentally, we have believed in, uh, in people and tried to create, again, a platform that people can, can um, uh, make a marketplace their own and have the opportunity to build out a marketplace just like we've done here in Phoenix Metro that can really be their own, you know? So it's, it's really been through, t uh, through talent, through people. Let, let me ask you this, man. Uh, and I, I feel like I know the answer, but I'd like to, I'd like to hear it in your words. And, and I think maybe some of our listeners would be curious about this too. Like the first time you had the opportunity to go outside of your home base, right? Um, you had to be scared like that had, to, or, or were you and Mark, did you guys just go screw it? Let's do it. Let's find out. Or was there like, gosh, man, I don't know. Like, should we do this? Can we handle that stress test? Like, what was that thought process like for you? So it came to us, right? A gal came to us who's based in Washington and said, hey, look, I like what you guys are doing. I want to take this to Washington. We said, hell yeah, let's go to Washington. You know what I mean? Like, all right. You know, so that's kind of how it's been, you know, but um, again, it's a sensitive, it's a sensitive situation. And, 
we've actually changed our stance on this a little bit too. You asked me the same question a year ago, I have a different answer. And a year ago, I would have said something like, I would have puffed on my chest and I would have said, hey, look, we want to be in every marketplace in the entire country and right, I may have roared a time or two, you know what I mean? But now it's a different, now it's different, right? You know, we, we really, like I said, we really believe in people. So we want to go deeper in the right marketplaces, you know? And, and so there's a lot of marketplaces in the country where the barrier of entry is a little bit lower. The cost of doing business is a little lower or the, the, the ease of doing business, right, um, is, is better or easier than some other marketplaces around the country, a country where it's higher cost or more difficult or more, you know, more regulations or hoops or whatever the case may be. So, you know, we're more focused now on going deeper and getting more traction in the right marketplaces around the country versus being in every marketplace around the country. You know, so I think that that's a fine line where people, you know, again, want to grow and they want to cross state lines. Uh, again, I get it, but I think that uh, obviously having to be cautious and doing it the, the, the right way. And, you know, for us too, it's like, you know, Phoenix is home base, you know, this is where it started. This is where we live. This is our, our backyard. And um, this is where we're at. Right. And so um, uh, we've always looked at our agents, like our partners, we're on the ground here. We have an open door, so to speak. We're still conducting masterminds and teaching classes and we're a part of everything we do. Now we're just trying to get a further reach in a shorter, shorter amount of time, taking what we're doing here and really trying to take that around the country uh, without necessarily being physical, physically present in every single one of those marketplaces. But uh, uh, again, man, this, this is a sensitive issue. Like I said, you know, you want to, you want to of course do it the right way versus just going big. Right. Yeah. This is like, this is the difference of being, well, I would refer to it cause I'm a, big baseball fan of being Greg Maddox and not Randy Johnson, right? You're like finessing things and put, you know, being really careful and strategic about the way things happen as opposed to just, you know, white knuckling it, you know, pushing your way, you know, through it. Um, once you get out, spread out as far as you guys are, um, you realize it's, it's a different game. So let me ask you this. So you, you mentioned like you probably, you had a different, you had a different answer a year ago. Um, but what is it that is maybe different for you or what's been like the biggest lesson you've learned since you've expanded outside of Arizona that maybe either you just didn't expect or just was like a hard lesson to learn. Uh, but now it's kind of helped shape, you know, a lot of your, a lot of your growth and your success and where you guys are going. I think we all think we're ready for the most part when we pull some, pull the trigger on something, right? We're like, Oh, we're ready, man. We got this. You know, it's going to be like it was here, you know, or we expect a certain thing, I think, sometimes. And uh, I think every marketplace is so different. If you even look at the state of Arizona, we're talking one state out of the entire country, you go outside of Phoenix Metro, it's a wildly different landscape. And I'm not just talking about the actual landscape. I'm talking about the people, the, the, the way they operate, think, the way their business starts crazy, right? Uh, it remind, I mean, Seattle is another you know, we're, we're in Washington state, you go into Seattle and it's one way, the minute you get outside of that city, oh my God, it's like you've traveled back in time, you know, with all, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a wildly different marketplace. And so uh, I think that there's definitely not this one size fits all type of, uh, of an operation, how things are doing. And again, where we are, what we're doing and what we're building in the model, it is essentially a national brokerage, right? It's not a franchise. We're not, you know, where it, 
you know, so we're, we're running a national brokerage that's going to operate in these, in these other states and these other marketplaces. So um, I think that the way of doing business, the way that, uh, that we're accustomed to doing things, it's just different. Right. And so um, I think finding, yeah, I mean, finding that leadership that, that really uh, takes that bull by the horns and does what it takes to, to get it done in that marketplace is going to continue to be that ongoing challenge. Right. Absolutely. Let, let me ask you this, like, that's an interesting, you just pointed something out, like the being a, a national brokerage versus a, a franchise system. Um, this is just more out of my curiosity, like that had to be a major decision point for you guys. Because um, you obviously you have a system, you guys have built something great here in Arizona. I'm certain you have the opportunity. Uh, and and I'm, granted, I'm, I'm partially speculating here. So you can I'm talking out of turn feel free to say so, but I'm sure you had the opportunity to just go franchise the system versus like, no, let's go build it out ourselves, uh, which obviously slows down growth, but it gives you a lot more control of and makes sure it kind of feels more like shit at home everywhere else. Like what was that decision process like? And why did you, why'd you choose that way? No question, man. We've had people and we all know the names right across the country that have approached us and tried to do A, B and C, right? You know, and um, yeah, we just we wanted to keep that control. We wanted to keep the consistency uh, in the brand and the people and the experience, you know, for our agents, because I think that that's where a lot of these folks go wrong. I mean, there's a lot of other hurdles that I think are coming down the road, but that's probably for another podcast for, for a lot of these franchises. But uh, again, it's just keeping that consistency in the experience. I think is, is really what we're all about, you know? And so, um, yeah, we, we were at a crossroads or we were, you know, faced with a decision, you know, a decision to make on, on which direction that we would, we would go. But, um, like I said, we just, we want to keep the power, uh, and I don't mean for ourselves, but the power in the hands of the agents, the the experience in, uh, in their hands. And, um, you know, like I said, just keeping, keeping that consistency. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's just, it's kind of really, really fueled that, fueled that decision yeah that's cool let me ask you this um just because you know you've got a unique experience of you know running it running an agent team for quite some time it's not like you got into real estate and then like a year later you went you know what i think i'd rather just own 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 the brokerage and make my business that way like you and mark built a real business around sales and, and mortgage too um what like what advice would you like would you give to your former self knowing what you know now you know this many years into um, being a broker owner across state lines, if you could go back to the guy that really just started a brokerage so he could run his team with more um, independence, if you will, what would you, what would you tell your younger self about, about the business? I'll say, I love this question. I get asked this question a lot. Like what's the biggest mistake you made or the biggest, you know, thing that, you know, the thing that you did wrong or whatever it may be. And, and it's not necessarily the thing that, that we did wrong or, you know, the thing that we, you know, swung and missed at, right, you know, um, but what we did not, what we didn't do soon enough or early enough was take the big swings, right, you know, to, to grow any business. We all know, you know, hitting the singles along the way, but you got to go for those home runs, and we just didn't do that, you know. Um, we were, we were kind of, I don't know if we weren't, you know, maybe we weren't, I don't know, maybe we weren't confident, in, uh, in necessarily what we were doing. We believed in what we were doing. We knew that we had value and we knew we were building a platform that was going to be, was going to be, you know, uh, special. Um, but we just didn't take the, 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 the big swings and, uh, for, you know, broker owners out there, team leaders, we've all heard, Hey, you're operating a business, right? You're a CEO, act like a CEO, even if you're a sales agent, right? 
but start taking those big swings early along, start getting into business relationships with other big businesses. Right. And, um, you know, obviously believe in, believe in yourself to be able to do so, but then go out and do it, you know, structure those big time business relationships, try to attack, uh, attract, uh, top tier talent, surrounding yourselves with top tier individuals. That's what we would have done. We should have done earlier, um, is take those big swings. So is that the advice you'd give to me? Like, let's just, you know, most of our listeners are, are, are selling real estate, right? Uh, they may be independent brokerage owners or not, but most of them, most, most of us are, you know, doing, doing our thing, selling our, selling real estate, right? Whether it's a, you know, one person or, or a big team. Um, is that the same advice that you'd give to, to that person? Cause you've obviously, you've been in those shoes as well. In fact, I believe you probably still are to a certain extent, like what, um, you know, does that translate to my business as a real estate agent or maybe even as a, as a loan officer, as it, as it may turn out? Yeah, hundred percent. Right. I mean, I think that there's a lot of people in production that don't feel necessarily worthy to go after that top tier client or don't go necessarily feel worthy or qualified to go after what I like to call a channel account, uh, right? A channel account, meaning, you know, a single source of business that has the opportunity to turn into however many transactions per year. Uh, or an LO, a loan officer, uh, going out and trying to secure a relationship with that top agent in their marketplace. I think that people are hesitant to try to do that, right? Of course, nobody wants to fail, you know, but um, you have to take swings. And so, yeah, that would be my advice is to feel confident. I know a lot of people don't like the phrase. Some people can kind of take it or leave it with a whole fake it till you make it. And I happen to be more of a believer in the in that principle and the way that I, the way that I, uh, internalize that or understand that is that look I I am the best I believe in myself I love the line from Muhammad Ali you know I said I was the greatest even before I knew I was you know and it's just it's just a confidence not arrogance not cockiness um, not being a whatever right it's it's just believing in yourself that you're the guy you're the gal um, that is worthy of being in relationship with these other elite individuals or these other elite business owners and so walk accordingly, talk accordingly, act accordingly, and um, get into those relationships and feel confident and go for it. You got to take swings, right? I mean, again, to keep another cliche going, right? I mean, we miss 100% shots of this, or 100% of the shots we don't take, you know what I mean? So it's like, if you're not going to even take those swings, you're, you got a 0% chance, you know? So, so I'd say, yes, you know, just, just go for it. Nice. Um, so obviously, uh, being around as many agents as you are, like you've got, dude, you've got your pulse on kind of what's going on. Um, Phoenix is ground zero for anything real estate, dis- anything <laughs> real estate disruption. It's yeah. literally the wild, wild west here, right? Um, yeah, it is. It is. So like what, what's your advice or thoughts for agents in the future, man? Like, what are you, like, what are you, what are you telling your top people uh, or just even your average everyday agent that's in your brokerage going, Jeremy, what, what the hell's going on around here? Like, what's it going to be like in a year or two? What should I be doing or what should I be focused on? What are you, what are you saying to those people? You know, so I just mentioned one of them. One of the most important things for me, I think, as we go forward um, are the business-to-business relationships, you know, and uh, I think that that's vital. I've been preaching channel accounts. I mean, probably since I had you on, on my podcast, which was, you know, years ago was the first time I think yeah, I, I had you on, you know, we've been talking about that and preaching that, but it's, it's so true today. Of course, we're going to take on that individual buyer. We're going to take on that individual seller or individual listing. Right. But um, getting those relationship, a network 
or a business to business, again, as a business owner, that business to business relationship. Um, and they're everywhere you look, right? From your accountant or CPA to your divorce attorney to your kid's classroom, right? I mean, there's, there's potential channel accounts everywhere you look. We've all heard of the big ones with the REOs and the, you know, the lending lenders out there across the country and things like that. You know, but um, I'm not talking necessarily these really high-end elite channel accounts, so to speak. I'm talking about the everyday channel accounts. And I think it's just um, getting into those business relationships with other business owners and providing them um, a platform or some sort of, of uh, a program that folks can associate with that has the opportunity to turn into uh, a lot of transactions. And if you secure one or two of those, it could be another 10 or 20 transactions a year. And my God, that's a big deal. You know, yep. um, I think that as we go forward in this industry, it's going to be ever important to do more transactions in less time. So for all the agents out there, team leaders, broker owners, you know, we've all heard systems and it's like a dirty word, right? Um, but the systems and processes to, to be able to do more transactions in less time, if there's downward pressure and we know that there is, right, we're seeing that, um, you know, obviously on commissions. Uh, but you know, the transparency through transactions for, for the consumer and then being able to do, like I said, more transactions in less time. I mean, it's just a couple things. I think they're going to be uh, more important than ever as we go forward. Yeah, man, no doubt. Things are changing too. What do you, um, let me flip it back over to, to put on your, you know, your brokerage owner hat, like um, to, to use a cheesy kind of cheesy question, like what's the thing that keeps you up at night, if you will, as it pertains to the brokerage business? Like what are the things that are maybe unknown or out of your control or, or what are the things that you constantly think about or it doesn't have to be constantly, but it's just the thing you think about most when it comes to potential pitfalls or um, you not being able to kind of fill up, fulfill what you and Mark have set out to do. That net, <laughs> that <laughs> net number. <laughs> I mean, and it probably is, you know, um, I'm super grateful and, and very, uh, fortunate to have an incredible team around me, you know, and um, so every podcast I go on or stage I speak on or whatever it may be, I mean, I can't applaud my team enough, you know, because, you know, I happen to be obviously the owner and the one that's out here, you know, doing these types of things, but they're the ones behind the scenes making this whole thing work and pushing it to the, you know, pushing things to the finish line. Um, you know, so like that's, you know, incredible, you know, I'm just incredibly proud, proud of them, but you know, it really truly is um, you know, if we're not looking at our net, if we're not running a profitable business, like it all starts with that, right? That's how I take care of more families by employing more people. It's how I give people raises and give them more benefits and, you know, continue to create a platform for agents to be able to grow again, tremendous businesses is by making sure that we're doing things, you know, we're operating, uh, efficiently. And, uh, I think that this industry, we all are collectively guilty at, that award, right, of I got so much in sales. I did X amount in, in GCI. Well, like, who, where are, you know, the, the NCI awards at, right? You know, like, are, are we showing each other our, our, our P&Ls? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, and I don't think that we are, obviously. I know that we're not, but I just think that that to me is like the most important and good on you for the folks out there that are, are doing the huge G, GCI numbers. But I just know that a lot of them are spending an ungodly amount of money to get there. And so it's like, how much are you spending? What's the operations look like? How many people are on staff? How efficient? How, how are the systems? 
and uh, you know, for us, it's you know, to continue to answer your question in a very long-winded way, uh, you know, we've always tried to put the focus in managing the systems that managing the people, that manage the people, and by that I mean you know the agents and, and the operations. You know, so uh, I think systems is one of those things that keep me up at night. Along with that, net, are we running a profitable business? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and you know, that is to, to to be frank, like that is a big problem in our industry. I, I believe is we everything that gets glorified is like a top line number um and and i get it to a certain extent in some cases like it can be used to tell a story and to inspire um but i think what happens in our industry more often than not is it's it's a trophy and it's a badge of honor and you know so often it's not even a profitable thing and so you know the, the reality is is that i think what's most important to me anyways, is, is that net, like when it comes down yeah. to the business, right? That, that yeah. first number doesn't matter. It's the last number that matters uh, yeah. on, that, on that profit and loss statement. It's that last number uh, there at the bottom, not the first one on the top. And so, um, and another would, thing that's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to no. say, yeah, before you, before you, I don't know if you're going to kind of, you know, spin into another question, but if like one more thing on that and not that it keeps me up at night in a negative way, uh, it keeps me up at night in more of a positive constructive type of way. And that is, just how do we continue to deliver more value, right? Um, every single Monday morning staff meeting, you know, when we huddle everybody and, and throughout our meetings and what we're doing, I mean, we're constantly looking for ways to provide more value, you know, to our agents, to our people. And, um, you know, we are definitely above the ego and knowing and understanding the fact that we're nothing without, without our agents, you know? And so if we're not growing personally, if we're not continuing to provide a, a platform, um, and, and continuing to provide more more value to our agents, then we're going in the wrong direction. So that, again, not that it keeps me up in a negative way, it keeps me up in just a thought way of, of continuing to try to grow and get better. Yeah, man. Well, I think even as an agent, like if you're not sitting around thinking about your own people on your staff, if you have a staff in that same way, and especially your buyers and sellers, like if you're not thinking about how do I keep bringing them value um, yep. like you're just not going to be in business. You just won't be in business in the future. Um, Definitely. you know, some of us will have a longer runway than others, but you just won't be in business. Like I think everyone's got to ask that question, no matter what level of business that, that we're in. Um, so up well, in the experience, right. I think agents need to, again, you know, when you ask this question, not that it's a negative thing, it, this, it should be a positive thing. What's keeping you up at night thinking about how you can continue to provide a higher level of experience for your consumers, because you know, we all know what we're in the business. We don't sell homes, they sell themselves, right? Like we don't own the product, you know, it's not our inventory, you know, unless you actually are selling your own home, you know what I mean? It's not ours, right? So it's, it's you know, we're facilitating a, uh, a process, we're facilitating a transaction, we're providing a level of experience and service, right? So how are you continuing to make that experience and that service better, top notch, five star, whatever you want to call it, right? So that's what I think the agents, you know, folks out there need to be thinking about. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's got to be the thing that keeps us all up at night on, on some level. That's going to be the question we're constantly asking ourselves. Well, so let me ask you about this. So uh, I'm curious, like what most, what excites you the most about the future in our industry? Like, um, and it could be maybe specific to your business or just kind of overall the opportunities that you see in, in the real estate landscape in the, in the coming years. You know, I'm excited about, um, continuing to take our model, you know, across the country and continuing to do just what I'm saying, providing a higher level of experience for agents and a platform for them to grow, you know, tremendous businesses, you know, cause I don't believe that, and this isn't to just be a plug or for us. I mean, I, I just don't believe what we're doing um, 
has really been done on, and especially on a national scale. Again, we are in a, a marketplace with a particular model is very, very common, uh, but not with the high level of service and more of an individualized hands-on type of, a, of, a, of an approach. You know, so that's what I think I'm, I'm most excited. I think there's so much opportunity and, you know, we all hear about the disruptors and we hear about this and we hear about that model and, the, you know, everything else under the sun. But um, uh, at the end of the day, it's about agents. It's about their businesses. And um, we've always recognized that. And, uh, you know, we're most excited to continue to take that platform around the entire country. Again, like I said, there's so much opportunity out there. We feel like we're just getting started. That's awesome, man. Listen, dude, don't, don't apologize for that. Cause if you didn't believe in your own model and your own vision to that extent, nobody would be with you, bro. So, um, don't never apologize for that. You have to yeah. do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, if you didn't, I wouldn't want to interview you. Like we could still be friends. <laughs> yeah, we, could yeah. talk, we could talk football, but we wouldn't yeah, talk business. That's go. for sure. Um, so I mean, speaking of that, the other thing I think that I love about you most, man, is that you're also a fellow Oakland Raider fan. Raider! Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, so uh, with that, like, uh, obviously, I'll start winding down here in a moment. A um, little more personal, dude. Like, what do, you, what do you like to do in the free time? Like, uh, obviously, watch the Raiders, and uh, we're going to have a nice little run here to end the season. I know that. You I know, hope you're firmly, right. Firmly believe in. Um, what's Jeremy like to do for fun outside of, outside of the office? You know what, man, I, I do love, I, I love, I should say, to, to enjoy life. You know, um, I've lost uh, friends early along in life. I, I've, I've, you know, had that wake up call and that, and being that, uh, you know, knowing that life is short and sweet. And so we got to enjoy the, the, the ride along the way. We definitely don't take ourselves too seriously. You know, I wish we were curing cancer, but at the end of the day, we're not. And so, like, we, we can laugh at ourselves. We can make a fool out of ourselves. And best believe we enjoy life and have fun, man. And, and so, um, you know, I like to get out in nature. I like to get out among people. Um, I, I love the ocean. I, I can't – I wish I lived by the beach. Someday I'll kind of go back and forth a little bit more. You know, I love the ocean. I was just there last weekend. I can't get enough. It, like, it fills my soul. Um, and I love to just get, get among nature up in the mountains, you know, hike and, you know, rivers, creeks, streams, lakes, you know, the whole nine yards. And I, and I, I like to take care of myself too. I'm a big, you know, um, you know, personally I've lost, you know, you know, we talked about some health and fitness, you know, personally I've lost about 80 pounds. I used to be about 80 pounds heavier. And, um, so now I just, I love to get a workout in first thing in the morning. It just sets me right. And, you know, lately, man, I know this is going to shock you right now, but, uh, I'm I'm loving me some yoga lately, which is crazy. That's awesome. But, uh, you know, uh, strength, balance, and mindfulness, you know, and uh, we, we all deal with a lot every single day. And it's, it, it, you know, with kids and, and sports and uh, the business and, the, you know, multiple businesses and, and partnerships and everything else under the sun. It's just obviously it can be a lot sometimes. And that for me is just a way to just clear out and shut it down and uh try to calm the mind you know and um but uh yeah i mean that's not exactly fun necessarily all the time but yeah, like i said i like to get with people i like comedy and like like i said I like laughing and having a good time and i like to compete too so i you know I like some sports playing ball that's awesome man well hey, dude i appreciate it last question for you um top three pieces of advice for kicking more ass man so somebody comes to you could be an agent in the brokerage could just be a friend or family member uh whatever someone says hey jeremy like like i just want to do better in life and business overall like 
What are your top three pieces uh, of advice for that? Before you can grow, before you can build a business, before you can uh, do whatever really you're trying to, tr to achieve, I look back at what I did, what we, what we did. And for us, we didn't even know that we were doing this, but we made a hard line in the sand decision, right? The decision, uh, again, back to the head, heart, and soul. We made the decision in our head, heart, and soul. This is what we're going to do. You know, we're not going to be stopped. We might waver. We might get off track, right? It's like the health and fitness and the diet. Like you might have a bad weekend, a blow up weekend or this and that, but like you get back on track if you're, if you're like really truly, you know, committed and focused. And that's the same thing we've done with business, right? Is we truly in our head, heart, and soul made that decision. I think, I don't know that most people out there have done that, right? They, they want to be successful. They want to grow. They want to build their team. They want to grow their sales, but they're not wildly committed to it necessarily. And I'm not trying to, you know, be negative. I think it's just, you know, it's part of our society. We want, we want quick results, the Amazon mentality of like we want it to show up the next day. And um, I just think that uh, it's, it's not necessarily realistic. I think that um, there's no room for patience in business. Don't wait for anything, anytime, anywhere. There's no room for patience in business other than the time that it takes to actually build the business, you know, in which case we do need to have patience. We do need to understand that it's going to take time. Uh, but understanding, again, making that decision that you're going to do it, you're not going to be stopped. Um, not having any patience at all. Um, you know, uh, yeah, that unwavering commitment. And um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like a, uh, you know, a third, third here for you uh, to, you know, really take it to the next, the next level. But uh, yeah, well, let me mull on that one for a second. No worries. <laughs> well, all right, dude. Uh, Jimmy, I got it. I got it, actually. No, hit, it, hit us. You before you hit us. Me you know, I think that uh, for the folks out there that aren't where they're trying to be right now, I think that where I think you have to have a willingness to, when you talk about that patience to build the business, you have to have a willingness to potentially not make money for a while, you know, and, and people, again, we, we don't have the patience to understand, look, I'm going to grind. I'm going to sacrifice. I think sacrifice is a huge word. People think sacrifice and they think that they have to give something up. And it's not necessarily the case. I mean, you know, sacrificing something that you don't have, right? I, for a long time, for years, man, we went into the red for years to do this. People don't understand that. Like, oh, oh, you have this crazy success. Everything's cotton candy and linen sheets. And it's not the case. You know, we were in the red literally for years and um, dipping into our savings, scratching, clawing, doing everything we could. And best believe it crosses your mind to give up. But it's back to that, con, you know, the idea that we believed in ourselves so, so much, so wholeheartedly that we were willing to not make money for years, knowing that we will turn the corner, you know, it will turn the corner, it will happen. And I think a lot of people just give up, right? They just say, look, I'm not making the money that I thought I was going to make a year goes by, two years go by. And they say, look, you know, I'm just going to go take a position. I can make a hundred grand a year. And then they just make a hundred grand a year for the rest of their lives, you know, and and uh, having that willingness to not make money, knowing that what you're doing is laying the foundation, is planting the seeds to grow in the future. Yeah, and I don't know if it's ego or what that gets in the way, uh, or just purely pure impatience. It's funny, I, I had the opportunity to interview Gary Vee recently, uh, 
That's what he said. He's like, he goes, dude, the business is the boss. That's it. The business is the boss. And if you want to grow something really big, the business is the boss. And um, I I think you just said that, uh, said that as well in different terms. And and it's so true. Um, It's going to grow something big. It's going to take some time and you might have to be willing to not either not make any money at all, or uh, at least not make as much money as we have the opportunity to make. Like we're so blessed in real estate. We have the opportunity to have really great lives without even having to grow a huge business. So the minute we go to turn it into like a bigger business, it's a shell shock to a lot of people to realize like, Oh, hold on a second. I'm, I now got to make less money than I used to if I'm going to kind of really grow this thing. Um, so absolutely, man, pure gold right there. Well, Jeremy, thanks a lot, man. Where, where can people find you? Are you a big social media guy at all? Like where should people look, look you up at? Hey man, we got all got to be current and relevant, man. So, you know, that's another concept, you know, if you to grow, right. You got to be omni-channel, you know, and, uh, being on, on, on the platforms where people expect you to be on, especially when you're dealing with clients. Right. So, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I'm on Facebook, Jeremy Clevin. I'm not know if you can put my name up here on the screen, you know, Jeremy, J E R E M E Clevin, you know, K L E V E N. Find me on Facebook, Instagram under the same way, or, you know, Hey, shoot me an email, Jeremy at my Yeah, absolutely. We'll put all that yeah. in the show, in the show See? notes as well. I was going to say, Jeremy, no, no, uh, it, it's no all lies. ease. Yeah. No, all no ease, wise, man. all ease. So, <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, Jeremy Clevin, thanks a lot for being my guest today. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, my man. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor. If you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at. Leave us a review. Share this episode with your friends. And for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups next level agents. See you soon.